Welcome to Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Each week, we explore down and dirty ways to stop awfulizing, catastrophizing, going down the rabbit hole, and moving through all the craziness that is happening right now. We're here to create a community of like-minded people as we give you tips, tricks, and techniques for keeping sane in an unhinged world. And now, here are your hosts, Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. Greetings, everybody. This is Scott Grossberg, one of your co-hosts for the podcast, Keeping Your Shit Together in a Stressed World. And my co-host, Michelle Post, is not with us today. I'm actually flying solo. Unfortunately, Michelle uh, became a victim to all of the travel debacles that are taking place. And she's stuck in some airport or at a hotel somewhere because her flights were delayed and or canceled. I'm not sure. I haven't heard the whole story yet. So you get me alone today. Uh, we got a big show, even though there's one of me. Uh, and I'm going to start with kind of going through, give you a little update of something we talked about in an earlier broadcast. And you might remember that I had told you that I had purchased uh, a mask for the social physical distancing and COVID situation from Sonovia uh, called Sono Mask, S-O-N-O-M-A-S-K. And I wanna give you a quick update of that. I've now had a chance, uh, both my wife and I, to wear the mask. It's really, really comfortable. I have no affiliation with this company. Uh, it's simply me giving you my review of this. And I'm very, very happy with it. Now, by the way, they are available, at least last I checked, on Amazon and at a discount. Yeah, you get to pay less now than I paid for it uh, if you click the little use this coupon box. Uh, and the really cool thing is, it appears that the uh, testing lab, ATCCR, has returned results from using uh, the mask that we're talking about with an effectiveness rate of 99.34% against the, the coronavirus. And I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. I purchased the three-layer version. There is a two-layer version, but I purchased the three-layer version. Uh, it's very comfortable to wear. And if, frankly, you can talk through it. It's light enough. You can talk through it on your phone without any uh, problems or muffling at all. And so take a look at it. Uh, it's Sono, S-O-N-O-M-A-S-K. Again, I've got no affiliation with the company, but you might uh, find it interesting to use. They are not inexpensive, but I, I, last time I checked, they are on sale. Let me move into a discussion of some of the themes I'm starting to see uh, pop up more and more over the last week since our last episode. And one of those is employers now reaching out to me and asking for ways to keep their employees motivated uh, as they have to work and deal and manage a new workforce. Uh, a lot of people are now working remotely. We've obviously heard the reports and per perhaps you've seen them as you go through the various uh, storefront areas where everybody's looking to hire. And you know, how do you keep a workforce motivated when they can work remotely? The rules of the game as far as management don't exist the way that they used to. And workers, particularly low paid workers, are becoming more discerning on where they actually go to work and spend their time. And so 
you know, one of the things I even have coming up this week, by the way, is a private event that was uh, that's being put on by one employer, talking to them about keeping their employees motivated. And one of the things I'm going to be talking to them about is connecting with all the employees and to a certain degree, you don't want to give up all your control if you're an employer, to a certain degree, helping to keep your stress as an employer and or manager lower by allowing your employees input into some of the rules of the game now, uh, things that at least further the values and end goals of the company. But, you know, let these employees uh, put their two cents in when it comes to the values and the morals of the company. Let them have us have skin in the game when it comes to you as an employer or manager recognizing them. So, you know, we talk a lot about individual tools and techniques uh, for people listening to this podcast for keeping your shit together. Uh, we don't talk a lot about tools for the employer, the entrepreneur, the business owner, and the manager keeping your shit together when you have to manage other people. Uh, the other thing that I recommend is that you learn to listen to the, the types of words that your employees are using. We've, you probably already know the whole concept of auditory, kinesthetic, etc. How are your employees talking? Do they use words that are visual? Is that the way they're processing? Are they using words that are kinesthetic? Is that the way that they're processing? It doesn't change the message and the outcome that you want to get across, but it does, if you listen to these words, change how you speak to them because we listen in our own language. It's, we got this translator that's taking place. And if, if someone is visual and you're talking in a kinesthetic way, if someone is visual and you're speaking in an auditory way, there's gonna be a disconnect there. You might be saying exactly what you mean to say, but it's not being heard in the manner that you wanna hear them. And so one of the big things is to go through and listen, listen to the employees, listen to the way they're expressing themselves, listen to them uh, as far as they, what they want, what are their hopes, what are their dreams? That's kind of kind of tie in with what we're talking about in our main theme today. It, it's, an, it's a great exercise to do. And even if you don't sit down with all your employees you can brainstorm this. You can imagine, you know, your employees, how would they talk? Some of this, by the way, is generational. And are you as an employee or manager figuring out that generationally, how do your folks like to be connected with? Do they like to sit down? Do they like to connect on Zoom? Would they prefer to get a text? You know, it used to be that we dealt with command structures where the employer or manager said jump and the employee was expected to come back with, how long do you want me to stay up there? That's not the case anymore. It's more collaborative. It's more of a level playing field. It's more of a flat line approach. Again, that does not take away your power or control as an employer or manager, but we do have a new world where uh, more empathy more sympathy and more connectivity are required. So you've got a few quick tools there to think about as far as helping you keep your 
your stress low, helping you keep your anxiety low and helping you make certain that the people you have working for you are loyal and dependable and best case that they'll go the extra mile for you. That happens when the people feel uh, that you appreciate that they're there. Um, with that, uh, one last thing I will tell you about themes that I'm starting to see. I am seeing more people uh, reach out and talk about and be concerned about self-confidence. That's distinguished from courage that I'm noticing. You know, everybody wants to be brave uh, when things apparently happen from the outside acting on them. Uh, confidence is not courage. Confidence and more importantly, self-confidence is the ability to be centered in yourself, know what your, your core values are, and to go through, I, I've used the word before, unflappable, uh, with my one word for this year, it's to be unflappable as you go through life. And because of the increase in interest in this, and it may be because we're coming into the holiday season now, it may be because things are starting to open up, but in a different way, uh, as far as businesses and the way we as humans connect with each other. Uh, what I've decided to do is I'm going to be putting together a mini course, it'll be free. And I will be posting that uh, through my social media platforms, and certainly giving my email list uh, a heads up for it. So if you want to connect with me, uh, my email is sgrossberg at hotmail.com or you can go to my website at thinkingmagically.com and you can subscribe to my email on that, uh, that page. And then when this mini course is ready to launch, it'll be this month, I believe, uh, when this mini course is ready to launch, then you'll be able to get it. Again, it'll be free. And I think it will further what Michelle and I are doing with this podcast as far as helping you keep the stress levels down, keep the anxiety down, uh, get to know yourself because what I'm going to do, frankly, and I've never done this before, is I'm going to take one of the major tools that I use, probably the number one strategy I use with my exclusive one-on-one -on -one coaching clients, and I'm going to give it to you. And I'm going to walk you through it in a five-part series. It'll be like little mini snippets that you'll be able to download the videos as I walk you through these. And while I won't be there with you live giving you my exclusive coaching, uh, you'll have the next best thing and that'll be this mini course. So let me know if you want it. You can again, sign up for the email list or follow me on social media and I'll be posting things there. With that said, let's jump into today's topic, which are the things that people want most. And this is an exciting topic for me because I wrote about it. It actually appeared, uh, this whole topic in a chapter in my book, The Masks of Tarot. And I'm, uh, we're going to talk about my alchemy of human needs in a moment, but I want to give you some background first. And that is, you know, figuring out what people want in life kind of ties in with what we had talked about earlier, as far as you as in employers and managers. My experience is that people all want the same thing. They want to feel better. And the reason that they want to feel better is that they're looking for some type of transformation or novelty constantly. We are that we are wired for that. We are wired to take whatever our current reality is and take it to the next level. And 
given today's world, the interesting thing, particularly for those of you who are selling or promoting or branding items, the, the public wants speed and convenience when it comes to that transformation. I mean, think about this from your own perspective. What you want, ideally, you want it done for you. You want it delivered quickly, and you want it to, uh, to be easy to digest, easy to implement, easy to understand. All of those together means that we are all looking for amazing, wonder-filled, uh, and magical experiences. And I think that's really where we are in the world today. You know, we can talk about some of the base things, and I'm going to go through Maslow's hierarchy of needs in a moment. But, you know, the reality is things haven't changed that much. Uh, COVID hasn't changed the fact that we all want some reason for waking up in the morning. We all want some reason to keep going every day. We want something that'll keep us up late at night and get us up early in the morning. And there are challenges to that. And we'll, we'll chat about it here in a minute. So let me start with a discussion of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And, you know, it started off with, I believe, only five of what Maslow called his structured needs. It expanded Maslow, Abraham Maslow expanded it later on to eight. It begins with the understanding that we as human beings all want to avoid pain and we all want to gain pleasure. And everything flows from addressing that delicate balance. And the, the interesting thing is you will probably, once you identify your pains and your pleasures, come to the realization that you will do more to avoid hurting, you'll do more to avoid the pain than you will to kick yourself in the behind and go get the pleasure you want. And so one of the things I'd love for you to do as a takeaway from today's show is reverse that habitual look at life instead of constantly running away from something to take the approach of running towards something at its base. And, and what Abraham Maslow did is he created basically a pyramid. And at the base, at the strongest point, uh, are people's physiological needs. This is the need to survive, right? We want water, food, things like that. After the physiological needs are met, he then moved up one level to safety needs. And again, if you think about the reptile brain that we have, we are all wired for safety. Many of us, by the way, in today's world, we have the safety need button clicked on. It is always on. And we are always out basically in a hypervigilance mode looking for things that can hurt us. And one of the goals of this podcast is to give you tools to turn off that hypervigilance. Uh, Dr. Maslow, after safety needs, then moving up the pyramid has belonging, love, and affection needs. Again, you've heard Michelle speak many times about the studies that have happened when a baby does not get love and affection and more importantly, physical touch and intimacy. Uh, we as adults are no different. After the, the love needs, moving up the triangle, up the pyramid, uh, Maslow has is esteem needs, E-S-T-E-E-M. How are you viewed? How do you feel about yourself? 
moving up the, the pyramid, the need to know and understand. I've said this many times, the human spirit needs to have meaning. And when we see something and we don't understand it, we will go out and find it. Worst case scenario, you have a, a concept called confabulation, which means if you know item A and you know item D, that need to know and that need to understand, you will make up B and C in order to connect A and D. It's called confabulation. I used to deal with it all the time, by the way, in the legal profession, uh, particularly with witnesses. They would see one thing and then they'd see another thing and they would make up facts that they believed were true to, con to bring the two together. And in fact, those facts never existed. They made them up. After the need to know, uh, moving up the pyramid, there is aesthetic needs, beauty, how you view things. Uh, moving up second from the top, then is self-actualization. Uh, not many people actually consider this, contemplate it, and work on it. And then finally, there's transcendence at the very top of Maslow's pyramid. Uh, what I realized in writing my book, but in, in working with a, a number of different methods, modalities, and tools was that Dr. Maslow's model, as perceptive as it was, was stagnant. It's a pyramid and one, uh, one line has to build on the other and they don't move. And I don't think that's how we are anymore as, as humans. I think we've evolved. And so what I did was I took most of the same elements, I added one, but with most of the same elements and created a dynamic moving model. Uh, for those of you that have the Master Tarot book, you'll find it on page 115. And I called it the alchemy of human needs. Instead of hierarchy, it's an alchemy which is constantly mixing, constantly in brew, constantly boiling, constantly in flux. And so I'll, I'll run through those with you. I'm not going to teach you the alchemy of human needs, but I'll, I'll run through them with you. And it starts with pain and pleasure in the middle. Again, that becomes the base for everything. Are you moving away from pain or are you moving towards pleasure? Because that will dictate how you make your decisions. Then there's the concept of self. And after self, there's the concept of divine selfishness, that feeling that there's something bigger out there that either driving you or that you're moving towards. Uh, how about the need for adventure? That's now added into the uh, alchemy of human needs, belonging and love. That's, that's in both models, esteem, the concept of giving and then control. And then I've added one that's not in the book that I've been using recently. And that's appreciation. Everybody wants to be appreciated. So you've got all of those now, at least in my mix, my alchemy, self divine selfishness, adventure, belonging and love esteem, giving, control, and appreciation. If you want to have fun with this, and this is the way that not only I use the alchemy of human needs, but I've been very uh, honored that a number of mental health professionals are now using the alchemy of human needs and what I'm about to show you to help them work with their clients to figure out what they want, and more importantly, how they make decisions and how they view themselves as they move through life. Uh, there's a lot more to it than what I'm about to give you, but I'll give you the, the, the basic 
uh, way that you can use this alchemy of human needs. You take each one of these elements, self, which is the caring about you, divine selfishness, which is that higher power, that belief that something else greater than you exists, the need for adventure, the need for belonging and love, the need for esteem, the need for giving, the need for control, and the need for appreciation. And what you do is you make a list of those. So you can listen to this on a replay, write them all down, and then you, you rank them is what you do with the understanding that, again, pain and pleasure is at the core of all of this. Everything you're doing is to seek pleasure and avoid pain. And then you rate these. And so what is most important to you? Is it adventure? You make that number one. Is it uh, the need for love and belonging? You make that number one. And then you go down the list. And what will happen is that you're going to start to see that when you look at the list and you compare it against the decisions that you've made in life, or even the things that you're contemplating for the future, you're running them through this filter that you've just created. The cool part is that once you identify what your existing wiring and coding is by doing this triage of needs, you can change it if you want to. And that means sitting down. I mean, one of the things that I do with folks is we, we actively collaborate and it's not a done for you program. It's a done with you discussion where we go through and we talk about what the real priorities need to be in order to get you towards what you really want in life. Uh, and that becomes a, an amazing transformation uh, for folks when they realize what has been going on below the surface? How are they actually wired? What is the computer program that's running in their brain that they may not have been aware of? Where are the bugs that are taking place? And how do we fix them by changing the preferential order of the needs that they have going on? So that's a fun tool for you guys uh, to all use to help you move forward with what you want in life. Now, the, the other thing that becomes quite interesting in talking about what people want out of life, what they want in life, sure, there are material things. I ask, and I'll tell you right now, I've reduced everything down based on years of working with coaching clients. There are really only four things people want with the understanding that everybody wants to feel better and they're all looking for that transformational experience. It comes down to four things. Uh, and that's based on, you'll hear me talk about this in a minute. That's based on completing the sentence. If only blank, then blank. So for example, if I only had more money, then I could do what I want in life. If I was only younger, I could get what I want in life. If so-and-so loved me, then I get what I want in life. Boy, if, if, uh, I could only move up the corporate ladder, then I'd be on my way. As soon as I hear someone talk with if-then statements, which by the way, does then become a logical fallacy or a cognitive distortion, uh, depending on how it's used, I immediately uh, can put it into one of four categories. And I have used the acronym before with you guys during these sessions, uh, and it's MORE, M-O-R-E, very simply, 
Everybody wants more money. Everybody wants more opportunities. Everybody wants more relationships and everybody wants more energy. And money, by the way, does not have to be dollar bills or euros or pounds or whatever it is. It, it's an exchange. The way we move through life and buy things, the way we gain things, the way we accumulate wealth. Opportunities, those are choices, options, business deals, things like that. We, we all want that kind of uh, choice in life, decisions. Relationships, now we're back to the basic, everybody wants love, to belong to a community. They want intimacy, even if it's more, more with themselves, they all want that. And then finally, energy, which is health. Of those four, by the way, energy will likely take someone's attention more than anything else. I mean, think back to times when you haven't felt well, and when your health is at risk, that will take precedent over money opportunities and relationships, and you'll give all your attention to it. The, the other thing is to sit back now that I've talked to you about this and, and look at your own life. Where are you filling in the blanks? If I only, or if fill in an event, if that happened, or if I did something, then and fill in the outcome. And the thing that you want to start looking at is, are you actually going through life building the life you want, or are you letting life happen to you? And you guys have heard me talk about my mentor, Tony Robbins, before. You know, Tony's constantly saying life happens for you. It doesn't happen to you. Uh, the thing is that I noticed that most people are letting life happen to them, and then they're reacting to it. The question for you to take away from this podcast is what is your why? Are you building the life you want, and why are you doing it? Those will dictate what you do and the achievements that you get. And so what you're looking for is to create this very powerful mixture, intersection, and collision between your purpose, even if you can't put a specific label on it, what you're doing, and what you're achieving, and then asking the question, does this get me what I want? Uh, now, it doesn't take a whole lot to go on Google, by the way. And do a quick search of what do people want in life. Uh, again, most people at its at the surface will, you know, most of them will tell me when I ask the question, "What do you want?" I want more money. That that is the number one thing. Uh, you'd think it would be health, but no. Most people come to me and say, "I want more money." When I delve into that, though, we find out that money is not actually what they want. They want what money literally can buy. And so let's talk about some of the things that have been reported uh, by a number of institutions as far as what do people want most in life? Number one, happiness. I think most people listening to this podcast, you guys want to be happy. Uh, the, the challenge for you is you don't know what that means. You don't know what it looks like. You don't know how to get it. Uh, and some of you may not even know what you want to do. So remember, I talked about purpose a little bit earlier. And that's one of the challenges that I work with with people. Uh, they'll come and go, I don't know what my purpose is. And for those of you that have not discovered your purpose yet, 
the question really for me is not, are you able to put a label on it? Do you have a calling, in other words, as much as it is, are you living a fulfilled life every day? And, you know, I'll go back to most people think that if they get success, they will be happy. If they do something that brings them what they consider to be success, they will feel happy. And I think it's the other way around. And I throw this out at you to consider. And that is that if you will do happy every day, you will feel successful. We don't have to put a label on your purpose. What we need to, to figure out is what do you do every day to be happy? Now imagine, here's a little tool for you. Imagine waking up every morning and telling yourself what I need most in life is to be happy. I'm going to do happy today. I'm going to, you know, using cognitive behavioral therapy, I'm going to think happy. I'm going to feel happy. I'm going to do happy because I am happy. And use that as your little mantra every day. First thing you wake up your eyes, say, I'm here. Thank you. And then boom, go right into your mantra. I think happy. I feel happy. I do happy because I am happy. And watch how that changes your entire outlook. Then you get out of bed. So not knowing what you do with a label on it is less important to me than how you're doing happiness every day. Uh, obviously money. And we, I just chatted about that. One of the things that I invite you to do is to really explore what money means for you. And I've often asked people uh, in one-on-one -on -one coaching, if I handed you a million dollars, what would you do? And uh, I've also asked them, what's the difference between you and a billionaire? And as we explore these types of questions, I think people start to realize that money does not buy happiness. Money buys things. And what they start to realize is that money is a tool like everything else. Millionaires and billionaires do not think like everyone else. They understand that money gives them options. And so when you say, if I only had X number of dollars, what's really happening is that you're saying, I want more opportunities, I want more options. And it actually leads to one of the third highest ranking of what people uh, want most in life, and that's freedom. Money buys freedom. It buys more freedom, at least. And, you know, I love when people say, if I could just have the freedom to do, you, you know, you fill in the blank. If I just had the freedom to do blank, life would be complete. And I'm willing to bet that particularly if you're listening to this podcast, you're one of those people who have all the freedom that you need. What you need is more focus, not freedom. Exactly the opposite. We need to contain this, this wild imagination and creativity of yours and move it down into actual action. And I think that you will find that while freedom is highly valued, that by putting some constraints on this multitasking method that you're probably currently using, that you're going to have the confidence, courage, and boldness to make all your dreams come true. I'm starting to see, by the way, that one of the, the next element is peace. This, is a, this component is rising in importance. 
particularly uh, as new news reports are happening. You know, I just saw someone posted on Facebook this wonderful little uh, meme that if you want to eliminate your spending this year for Christmas, invite all your family members over for Thanksgiving and talk about politics. And you know, I didn't say it the way that the joke actually was, but think about this for a minute. I have not seen such divisiveness. I have not seen such angst. I have not seen such boundary making uh, ever uh, during my lifetime. And so what's happening now is that just a lot of people, a lot of families, a lot of core groups just want peace. And so how do you get that? I don't, I recommend to you that it's by going back to that hierarchy and alchemy of human needs, whether you use Maslow's or you use my, my model, you go back to that and start looking at what's most important to you. Learn to draw some boundaries, but also make smarter and uh, stronger decisions on what peace means to you. That does not mean being uh, a doormat. I've used the term in some of our podcasts before of surrender. Surrender is not being a milk toast. Surrender is saying there's something bigger going on here, right? That divine selfishness that I talked about. There's something bigger going on here and that everything is right when it's where it's supposed to be, as it's supposed to be, how it's supposed to be. Can you do that? Can you actually get to that place of inner peace? And you're going to need to decide what decision-making programming needs to take place for that to happen. And you can use the alchemy of human needs for that. How about this human need in, or want in life? And that's joy. And how do you find joy and fulfillment in what you're doing? Is that happening for you? That's a huge driver. Again, I, I hear a lot of people tell me that if they have enough money, they'll have joy. If they have enough money, they'll have balance. If they have enough money, they'll have freedom. And I'm suggesting to you, superficially, that makes sense. But what you're actually looking for, you already have. And again, you can use, you can replace joy with that mantra that I talked to you about before. You wake up in the morning, first thing is, I'm here, thank you. And then I think joy, I feel joy, I do joy, because I am joy. Very powerful stuff. Uh, the next thing that people want in life is balance. Uh, you might think that peace and balance are the same thing. They are not. Balance comes, I believe, when you change your focus. And I've said this before, you need to pay better attention to your intentions. If you're intending balance in your life, then that's a different focus than intending these things that are out of focus. And I'll tell you a, a little tool that you can use. If you take a piece of paper and you draw a circle, and then you draw a, a plus sign in the middle of that circle, connecting the, the one line coming from the top to the bottom and one line coming from the left to the right or right to the left. So it's a plus sign with a circle around it. 
And then you take those four elements that I gave you, money, opportunity, relationships, and energy, and plot them around the circle. I'm not going to get into all the, the specific ways that I use this. You can put them anywhere for the, for the sake of this particular uh, exercise. So put money, let's just say at the top, put opportunities at the far right, put relationships at the bottom, and put energy on the far left. Now think of this as a scale with zero being in the middle at the crosshairs of those uh, two lines. And the outer edge is either nine or 10, depending on whether, whether you wanna use zero to nine or zero to 10, it doesn't matter. Uh, for our, our sake, I usually use zero to nine. Uh, or, you know what, let's just use 10 because it makes more sense, I think, to, to more people. Zero in the middle, 10 at the outside. So the very edge of your circle would be 10, almost as if you're doing a bullseye. And then I want you to ask yourself, it's something personal, you're not gonna share it with anybody. Ask yourself on a scale of zero to 10, where am I with respect to my money goals? What I want out of life, where am I with respect to money? If it's 10, you're gonna put a little X at the outer edge, at the very outside ring, you're going to put it there. If it's you have no money, it's you're now at the, at the middle, back at the zero. And if it's somewhere in between, let's say you're halfway to your goals, you feel somewhat comfortable, you, and it's a five, you'll put it halfway up that scale. You'll do the same thing when it comes to opportunities. Where are you when it comes to your freedom, your choices, uh, the, the business deals that you have going on, work, how comfortable, how satisfied, how fulfilled are you? Zero to 10 and plot it. Do the same thing with your relationships. Do the same thing with your health, your wealth, pardon me, your health, your energy. Now connect the little X's that you've just plotted. And I want you to pretend for a minute that looking at what you've just connected is a wheel on a car. And tell me if the wheel is balanced. And I think that you will see it is not. You will also have a very visual depiction of where you need to spend more attention. Uh, for me, when I use this exercise, this tool, this wheel of life with people, it is literally to show them that your life is like a wheel. You are at the center of it. There are rubber bands, elastic coming from the outer 10 ring to you. And all four directions are gently stretching you and keeping you balanced. The idea is to keep you centered and balanced in the middle. So for example, if it's all fives, I, I feel a five when it comes to money. I feel a five when it comes to opportunities. I feel a five when it comes to relationships and a five when it comes to energy, at least you're in balance rather than saying I'm a 10 when it comes to money, I'm a one when it comes to opportunities, I'm a three when it comes to my relationships, and I'm a seven when it comes to my health. You're all over the place. And the idea then is to get you so that you have an honor system. You're committed, you have a vow to keep yourself more balanced. Uh, and for those of you that tell me, oh, no, no, I'm perfectly balanced. Uh, are you one of those that when you give all your attention to work, your home life suffers? You give all your attention to home life, your work suffers. The idea is to get a very strong, powerful, and productive work-life sympathy, uh, uh, symphony, not sympathy, symphony going on. 
Uh, and then finally, uh, one of the things that we've talked about before, but that people want most in life is confidence. Uh, I see an increase in the imposter syndrome lately. I see an increase in people thinking they have no confidence because they can't, again, go back and identify what exactly their purpose is. They can't put a label on it. And I'm, I'm here to tell you that confidence is so easily gained. And there are some tips and tricks that you can do for this, beginning with going back to that original exercise that I gave you and understanding that your current feeling of lack of confidence is because of the way you're processing your decisions. And if I can take you and make you a better decision maker, I guarantee you're going to have more confidence. And I want you to start paying more attention to your decision making. You pay more attention to your decision making by going back to the alchemy of human needs and prioritizing it and seeing how you're filtering that information. By the way, one of the things that you can do with this alchemy of human needs is seeing where the conflicts are. And I'll give you a quick little way of doing that. Uh, once you triage and prioritize your list, you're going to obviously have number one, number two, number three. I'm not going to go through the rest of them at the moment. Number one is the mask you put off to the world. You're making decisions. Number one is how you want to be seen, how you want to be viewed, how you want to be held in esteem, et cetera. Number two whatever you've listed there is when we strip away the mask, who you really are. So you've got a mask you're putting out there. We all wear them. That's not a criticism or judgment. We all have a mask that we wear. How do you want to be seen by the world? How do you want to be seen by others? How do you want to be seen by your lover? How do you want to be seen by your kids? And these will all change, by the way, depending on the circumstance you're in. That's why it's an alchemy of human needs rather than something stagnant like a pyramid. Number two, again, is who you really are. And then number three is the line that will not be crossed. If you want to see your ire come up, if you want to see your anger invoked, if you want to see those triggers happen, it's when number three gets violated. And so that's an interesting way for you to start examining exactly what's happening with your decision-making and with what you really want in life. I'm going to leave you, uh, because we're, we're coming up to the end of the show here, I want to leave you uh, with another thought here. And that is that what people want most in life really hasn't changed. It's just that the way we, we experience them has in today's world. But there's a wonderful song out by an artist by the name of Cody Johnson. And the name of the song is Till You Can't. And I'm going to leave you with one of the lines from here. If you've got a dream, chase it, because a dream won't chase you back. Think about that as you go through and start exploring the things you want most in life right now. What is it that you're chasing and then what is it that you're not chasing? What is it that if you don't chase it yourself is never going to chase you back and you will lose that opportunity? With that, 
I want to thank you for listening today. It's been a pleasure. Next week, Michelle will be joining us again. It'll be the two of us. I won't be flying solo. I appreciate what you're doing. Uh, listening to this podcast, I'm asking you to also do me a favor, and that's to like, share, and comment on your favorite podcast platform. And again, just as a quick reminder, if you want to be added to my email list so that you can get the free mini course, go to thinkingmagically.com and you can sign up there. Until then, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, live with ease. Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of Keeping Your Together in a Stressed World with Michelle Post and Scott Grossberg. If you like our show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate our broadcast, and leave a review. The podcast is for general information only and not intended to be legal or mental health advice, nor the formation of a lawyer-client, nor therapist-patient relationship. Stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you for listening.